What's up, everybody? It's Aaron and Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up, the podcast. <laughs> Welcome. What else could it be? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it could be a new hit single. Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, could be. <laughs> you never know. Mm. Oh my gosh. Well, I well, hope you all are, are well. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing as good as I can be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Story of my life. You know? <laughs> In this day of our Lord, of this year of our Lord 2021. What did I? I saw a video in the Facebook group recently, and it was like, this being the year, whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to start saying that. This being the year 2021. Mm-hmm um wild shit's out happening out there and uh oh we're God. all just trying to get through every single day you know I, and on top of that i'm trying not to contribute to the shit actively yeah. trying not to contribute trying to be nice and kind and yeah yeah uh, give give others the break that i feel i deserve too <laughs> giving <laughs> right. everybody breaks that's right um yeah as you can tell we've had a week um oh. But I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> we don't have to. That's we don't the, have to. Do we, it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. That's right. Um, do we have any business? Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> Go to our website, dtfepodcast.com. Yeah. Um, shh. Anything fucked up this week? Oh, my God. Okay, this isn't fucked up, but, like, something I'm really looking forward to. Because, you know, mm. how we started doing, like, maybe it's just so- – Actually, okay, no, let me rephrase that. The fucked up thing about this is is how excited I am about it. <laughs> what is it? Oh, my God. Okay, it has been reported that there is a RuPaul Christmas movie uh-huh. coming out on December 2nd, The this being the year 2021 of our Lord, <laughs> on VH1. It is a premiere event. And it is called The Bitch Who Stole Christmas. <laughs> and it has like 20 queens in it. Wow, wow, wee, wow. I just am so, like, I'm not looking forward to the holidays at all for a myriad of reasons. Like, of so many reasons. I just want to be in next year already. <sighs> but this very particular thing is really already bringing me joy. I haven't even seen it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be great. I, oh. or, slash i don't know slash like the really most bad. slash really bad yeah 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 but in the best way i think it'll be campy and like fun and the acting probably won't be great but that's fine i'm into I it i know i know i who cares it's yeah. just like calgon take me away <laughs> yeah. you know like i need i need something i need anything calgon who's uh, she <laughs> you don't know her <laughs> i don't know her calgon i barely know her um <laughs> uh yeah so not really a fucked up thing at all but um but i think it's something to look forward to honestly that's great so. yeah what's your uh fucked up thing of the week uh today i got a brand new brand spanking new hot off the press uh <laughs> iud installed hot off the lot you test drive hot that off the bad, lot. baby or is it yours to own it's mine to own. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> there's no uh, no returns on this one. Uh, <laughs> it's in there, like swimwear. Um, oh, good. Yeah. How so was it? I got 
it, I, this is the fucked up is like I literally could not feel a single thing. <laughs> Doctor's like, it's a lot of pressure. I'm like, it is? She's like Where? a really, a, like a good like pinch. I'm like, when? And then it was over. So who? Who? What? Where? When? Why? Oh my God. Bless. Yeah. I know. So like it's true. Having two kids really does just like you can like anything can happen. It's like it's like your uterus is the opening. Your cervix is it's a one way door at first. Mm -hmm. And then when something comes out of there, it's just like, well, okay, it's a saloon door now. (laughs) It's two way. It's two way. So it's a swing. It's a revolving door at this point. It's like, howdy, partner. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, did somebody anyway. say IUD? <laughs> IUD. <laughs> we ain't seen you around these parts in about a year. I don't know. Belly on up to the bar. Why don't I get you a whiskey? <laughs> IUD is I live and breathe. <laughs> uh, watch out for the spittoon. It's mighty full. Ew, I don't know. What does that have to do with a uterus? I don't know. A uterus mm, I saloon. Feel like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a spittoon in the uterus saloon. <laughs> it's like maybe the spittoon is shaped like a uterus. That's my yeah. kind of saloon. I feel like it's their slogan. It's like, you got a spittoon. Everyone gets a spittoon in the IUD saloon. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? I don't, I don't know. know, but I love it. I just want to stay here all night. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> speaking of saloons, I got my, I made myself a Mai Tai with oh, a, the delightful ingredients. Nicole, Nicole is, she is top tier, undefeated gift giver. <laughs> like she really, you are so thoughtful and so like good at just knowing exactly <laughs> what to do and what to give. And you're I I'm so lucky. Uh, oh my god! She came she came over and dropped off my birthday present the other day, and it was a bottle of rum, mm-hmm. a bottle of orgeat, mm-hmm. and that's uh, like orgeat. That's mm-hmm. uh, I, I or maybe it's orgeat. It's like I a don't ZH. Know. Yeah, I think it's orgeat. Mm-hmm. Orgeat. I don't know. It's almond liqueur, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, ingredients to make a mai tai. Mm. So cheers. Thank oh you. God. I love yeah. it. It's so delicious. I was I had a whole tropical vibed mm-hmm. gift thing going on. Yeah, I had I had to. I like a theme. You just. I love a theme. I love a theme. You just you just know exactly what I needed. You know. I well, I just feel like I would like this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. That's how I give gifts. I'm like, yeah. One for me, and one for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Because I just made my ties, and then like, hmm, I think I'll get Aaron stuff to make my ties. <laughs> For her birthday. Um, I know. I'm like, I was shopping on Sephora. I'm like, oh, she would love this because yeah, yeah. I love it. I so love it, yeah. she's going to love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, what a time. I, I know. I think I, I'm due for my, like, lady appointment, but also I have to get a, a new IUD in, like, February, March. So I'm just going to wait, and then I'm going to get my – I'm going to have that. Do it all in one, one go. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't hurt as bad this time because I've – it's there's been a small opening but it's been opened yeah yeah no i my second iud barely felt anything and that was before oh good I, oh, maybe, 
I can't remember. Yeah, I, I've been a little worried about it. Well, yeah, it's like getting it taken out is like once you get it taken out, I think it's like, yeah, you're fine. Creates the saloon door. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, because it went in on the way in and it's out mm-hmm. on the way out and then it's. And then it's. Howdy. Not seeing you around these feminine parts. God damn it. For anyone not watching on YouTube, I'm tipping my hat. But you're doing it too close to your forehead. You need to do it further away. Yeah. I'm wearing your forelock hat. Yeah. It's like a little fascinator cowboy hat. Yeah, it is like a fascinator cowboy hat. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, we should we start the- talking? Let's do this, man. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. We're just going to get into it because this yeah. shit is, it's too wild, man. Fucking hell. I don't even know. How, yeah, how we, we were just trying to pick a topic this week. I don't even know how we got here, but I, I really wanted to talk shit about this man. Yeah. But I've been one over. I'm just going to say it. I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm still going to talk shit on a bunch of stuff, and I think we'll still talk shit on him, but I thought I was going to be a lot more annoyed with him. I think I think I hate him more after oh, this. Oh, what an exciting we switch. <laughs> we did a Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Freaky Friday. Freaky, freaky. Okay, you guys, we are talking about a man who did some, uh, just a wild thing. He did um, something that should not be done Mm -hmm. by just any jerk off the street. Um, He tightrope walked across the chasm between the two, the Twin Towers, the the World Trade Center. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this man was Philip Petit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a French high wire artist, and he gained th- his fame by doing unauthorized high wire walks. Mm. Um, he not he not only did uh, a high wire walk between the the twin towers, he did uh, a high wire walk between the Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame sorry mm-hmm. Cathedral in Paris. Um, and he did that in 1971. He did the Sydney Harbor Bridge in mm. 1973, and the Twin Towers. He that's probably his most famous um, high wire walk. Feet. Yeah, feet. Yeah, he did the World Trade Center in 1974. Um, this guy, man, he was a he is he's still alive. Yeah. Um, after doing all these crazy stunts um yeah, spoiler alert he yeah this was he, he did it yeah he made it he made he it made yeah, it. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry guys he made it um this guy philip petit was such a non-conformist and just like so into tightrope walking and his own like artistic vision of what that meant mm-hmm. that he considered the fucking circus too predictable and boring so <laughs> Like he's like, oh, I will sh- never join this circus. It is uh, too too controlling. I have my artistic vision is too much. I cannot be conformed to. And so, like, also, wasn't I don't know. You're dangerous enough. Yeah, he but should. I'll tell you some shit that happened to him when he 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 did end up doing like a little promo for a circus. And mm. um, anyway, but I, I guess I'm torn though between 
thinking this guy is super punk rock and yeah. just so snobby and above it all, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because he's just like, uh, the, the circus, it's so, how do you say it, pedestrian. <laughs> no? It, but it is pedestrian because like you use your feet. <laughs> As a tightrope walker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm same. I'm torn, but like for different reasons. I'm like, I'm torn between is this guy just like the world's biggest asshole? Like, or and or is he an artiste? Like, I feel we, like a lot of artistes are assholes. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. No, and it's like, it, that's why the and or, because I think mm-hmm. it's the and, because I think it is like, mm-hmm. this guy is like a little bit out there in terms of what he's chasing and how focused and fixated he is on this thing, but yeah. also like, which is commendable in some ways. It's like he mm-hmm. has this thing he wants to accomplish and it's like, okay, but on the other hand, it's like, well, you don't need to be a total dick about it, which. Yeah, he really um, he really had a vision for what he wanted to do. He was like very grandiose in his thinking. Um, he ever since he was a little kid, uh, he was always into magic and performing and mm. unicycles. Um, unicycle, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, very, very French uh, clown kind of things, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, like a mime yeah. or something. Like he just is, yeah, the typical French entertainer. Yeah. He's like that classic, like, um, just kind of, he's artistic with it, yeah. but he's also just like very, does not give a fuck. You know, he's very yeah. subversive with it. So <laughs> it's very interesting. I mean, he's an interesting dude. So ever since he was little, he was like always going for it. He started like, practicing slacklining and stuff when he was like 16 years old um in his backyard and just really started crushing it with that yeah he was trying like like i think he did he did a lot of like circus adjacent things like he did equestrianism and juggling and fencing and carpentry and rock climbing bullfighting was like really really getting into all these I would call them eccentric. One of these activities alone does not make someone eccentric. But if these are all of the skills that you're learning, like at some point you've built your own. You are a circus man. Sure. I think he's like the like daredevil equivalent. Like he's doing like the classic kind of daredevil stuff before there was like m- like motorcycles or or yeah. you know like the x gamey kind of daredevil kind of stuff you know like he's doing like it's the, the classic bare minimum <laughs> yeah the classic that's the nicer way to put it yeah mm-hmm. there's not a lot of machinery involved it's all mm-hmm. very like he just needs his own self like yeah juggling and maybe a horse <laughs> maybe a horse maybe a sword but yeah. like rock climbing or maybe a bull i guess I feel like it's um very like uh you know like 16th century of him. <laughs> it is, yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I'm French. I'm um I'm harkening back to the Renaissance. He's really getting into his roots, yeah. Oh my god, I did also okay. I thought slacklining was like a relatively new embarrassing activity that people did in public. No, no, <laughs> like hacky sack. <laughs> Or those sticks that you like have two oh, sticks yeah. and you do you toss the stick back and forth with the other sticks. 
Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That. It's a very know. specific. Okay, it's a very. It takes a very specific American person to yeah. do those things, like slash or like meaning. or like bubble art in the park or something. <laughs> I don't know, like with a huge bubble, you know, thing. It's uh, yeah. It's like I don't know. I would see the I would see slackliners in the park at, in Malcolm X Park in mm-hmm. Washington D.C. where I lived, right at the bottom of the park. Yeah. I could see them slacklining from my window and hear the drum circle at the same time. <laughs> like it's like that kind of same activity yeah. vibe. Yeah, which I feel so bad like shitting on it, but also I and I'm sure I don't know if you would call it fun, but like like it just is a very specific activity, and I feel like. It's one of those things where if you get into it, you're really into it. But, like, most sure. people aren't doing that. Like, I'm not – Pete and I aren't, like, taking our slack line out to the park every Sunday morning and, like, packing a picnic and, like – But if you do, that's fucking cool, you if know? If you Good do, that's you. your thing, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's weird, but <laughs> – And maybe it's a good workout or it's fun, but it's, like, just walk on a curb one foot at a time like everyone else. You know what I mean? I mean, I could barely walk just down the street, so <laughs> – I don't, I don't leave the house. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. Yeah. Well, he but he did all the work. He put the work in. Yeah, he taught himself all this shit. He like yeah, learned how to self, ride a unicycle. Yeah. Self-taught. He self-taught. T- taught himself how to slackline and how to become a like a, basically a tightrope walker. Like he, and we both watched Man on Wire. Man on a Wire. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just Man on Wire, which doesn't. Really? Yeah. Which Bitch, what? I need and to I look think this it's up. it's because and this was a very funny specific um in the documentary it shows why he was arrested and it was like one of the reasons you know what is like, man on wire? Yeah. Oh like man on fire? Okay. Yeah, Ooh. and he, and it's like they had to write down on the police report like what he was doing that was like disruptive and it was it just oh. said man on wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I thought that was funny. Yeah, the um, police report. It's just yeah. like, okay. But phonetically, that's yeah. it's not right. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like learned all this stuff. And then he, when it was time in 1971, he did his first official stunt, like you said, on the Notre Dame in Paris. And just like randomly went rogue and was like, he tied a wire up between two of the flying butts or whatever flying buttresses the two and, the two main towers oh, of main Notre Dame okay. yeah <laughs> I didn't know where he put it um yeah and just like fucking went up there and delighted the shit out of the Parisian people down below yeah they fucking love tie rope walking they're like yes we love it they're snaps like, great this is our classic entertainment mm-hmm um, yeah and he was juggling and like waving to people and like prancing around up there and people were just like yeah like if he had a bluetooth speaker the entertainer <laughs> music would be playing like that's what would be playing you know but instead the crowd below just had to sing it because it was the 70s and they didn't have yeah that. or they had to call no into bluetooth a radio speakers. station and request it the radio station's like no <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Can you? <laughs> uh, écoutez le. <laughs> Is that the entertainer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Click. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, but he was just doing his thing, and then he came down, and he was immediately re- arrested. Which as can't you do can that imagine, shit. You can't do that shit. That's a fucking. Uh, that's a preserved building. That also you're putting yourself in danger also it's breaking and entering also it's just like all this shit on top of shit 
I think mm-hmm. some like priests were getting like ordained down below. Yes, yeah. the <laughs> priests were getting ordained. There was like a full ceremony yeah. happening in the in the Notre Dame at the time. But you know, after they were done, they were like, "Oh shit, we're gonna check out this uh, tightrope walker." You guys, <laughs> like, we're done ordained. Like you were getting fire fireworks. No, no, no. I was watching this guy. Like, I actually, actually, a lot of the priests at the at the Notre Dame at the time were like totally into it. They're like, "This is great. We love this." Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone embraced it, even though it's so scary. And if I saw that, I would leave immediately. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Here for this. I'll talk to you about at the end of this about my thoughts and feelings on this kind of shit. So, listen, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But he was arrested, and he had been arrested. Like, in his whole lifetime, I don't know, like, up until this point, but it wasn't his first time. He says, he claims to have been arrested, like, over 500 times, but a majority of that is from being a street performer. Like, which, in Paris, you need a permit to perform on the street. Even just, like, juggling with a hat out to, like, put dollars in or whatever, you know. That's so dumb. It's so dumb. I I really, I think my awareness of this sort of thing at this point, too, is, like, why can't people just make money using what they have? Like, why do people, if that's the type of work people want to do, they're giving a service. Like, they're entertaining people. They can ask for money. I don't see why it's bad. I know. It's, uh, like, busking is one of the oldest, like, forms of entertainment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand. It's because, you know, it's just people hate anybody trying to do anything out of the norm and it's like they want like authority always wants some sort of structure and it's like if you can't if you can't police people then what what is there to do for these people you know yeah and they answer to like the money and I think it happens when it's like neighborhoods don't want so many NIMBYs riffraff yeah NIMBYs not in my backyard people I know yeah it is weird like when cities are really cracked down on like people who are busking. Um, mm. But like my thought is what if it's really bad? Like what if <laughs> like they're not what good? If, yeah. What if they're like out here and they really are a public nuisance? Like what if they're <laughs> busking by singing terrible covers of Dave Matthews band songs? Like what if, <laughs> what if it's bad? You know, in that case, I'm like, yes, find them, throw them in jail. Put them in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A death sentence, not for it, except right now. Yeah. <laughs> You've got no, your no. ball. You've got your chain. No, but even then, it's like, who cares? You know, yeah. they're it's it's so temporary. They're only singing for, uh, you know, maybe four hours at the most. I Send don't know. Send them to Vermont or wherever people listen to that music. You know, like <laughs> that's why I'm like, get them out of here. I, well, it's like know your audience. You know, sing, know your sing, yeah. sing the sing the hits for what's popular <laughs> in your hood. Check out Spotify. See what's trending in your in your area. Yeah, do some research and and get out there. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god. Anyway, well, he so we said he did Notre Dame. Then he went to he went down under. He did the same stunt, but he did it on the Harbor Bridge in Sydney, Australia, during rush hour. And ah. <laughs> I, this is where, and this is like exactly where I dig in on what an asshole this guy is. Cause it's like, obviously mm. the police came immediately they shut down traffic. And then it's like, how fucking pissed are you? If you're the person who just had like the worst day at work, you're just trying to get home to your 
dinner. Like you just want to your shrimps on the bobby. Your yeah. shrimps on the bobby. Your fosters, Australian Fosti- for beer. Yeah, fosties. <laughs> Sorry, they don't people drink in Australia. There. Yeah, no, they hate um, it. Or you're trying, whatever. It's like you're trying to get home and watch American Idol Australia. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not up to me. It's your it's your you time after work. That's and then right. There's fucking guys up there doing God knows what. Walking around on a wire. I'm laying like, down on it. Laying down on it. Like being like defiantly laying down. Like being like, I know you guys want to get home, but too bad. I'm Look just going to take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a fucking dingus. I'd be pissed. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, Yeah. But like they arrested him in Australia, too. But just like in France, in France, they arrested him and then they like released him. I'm sure he had to pay some sort of a fine or whatever. And same thing in Australia. Just like no real consequences. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Walking on a tightrope up there. (laughs) Well, don't do it again. All right. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Slap on the wrist. He's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Oh my god. Our <laughs> sorry. Accents are fucking <laughs> so bad. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I will stop. Um, um. Yeah, but whatever. He just was building up to his big. These two may. These are pretty major, though. Like these two stunts were pretty major. Yeah. But I would say they were mere practice for they his. Were for what he was gearing up for which is something he had wanted to do for a really long time oh my god yeah uh, truly for the longest time and before we get into like how much work went into this i just want to admit something okay (laughs) okay i'm such an asshole okay i don't know why like why i thought that when we decided to do this topic that this guy just like fucking like it was slacklining in the park and he just like put a wire up and was like derping derping across it or whatever. I don't know why I thought this man was so like delusional, I guess, that he just like did this thing on a whim. It was not. It's no. not that at all. Like it, the engineering, the physics, the math, the planning that it takes to do all of this and the the amount of people that he had to get involved and like the literal years he spent planning for what we're going to talk about next including these other stunts is yeah years and yeah a, like a decade or like so much time and like hours of practice yeah he um I mean, it's not it's not just the like practicing on the high wire. It's no. it's like literally like how you think about like what you have to do to break into the Notre Dame to get all yeah. of the equipment that you need to string up a wire that's like, you know, anchored down mm-hmm. and connected to other guy wires and stuff like you. There's there's so much going on to and make like, sure that this is safe for him. Yeah. Following weather patterns and like mm-hmm. um, times of day and yeah, like every what clothing he's wearing, like having being able to do it like with his eyes closed, like all this stuff because he doesn't have a net. I don't think we said that, but he's like free. He does walking. not have a net. There's he does not a have a harness. No. He's just up there he, himself in a, in a, a balancing pole, like yeah. a long pole that's about 55 pounds mm-hmm. um that helps him stay balanced while he's literally walking with yeah. like almost bare feet he's just wearing like kind of like a a dancing slipper yeah. almost yeah like a jazz um, shoe 
like a jazz shoe yeah a soft shoe shoe, yeah uh and that's it and he's you know he wears like minimal clothing like uh like form-fitting like black like leotard and pants and and that's pretty much it and it's just him and the elements and it's fucking incredible truly it is it really is Anyway, so yeah, this is a lot, um, yeah. and it like, like we're saying, it's all gearing up for doing the World Trade Center towers. Yeah, let's let's get into that because yeah, that's like the main event that we're talking yeah. about. Um, we we talked about it uh, a little bit, but like, this was a a long time planning. Officially, the like planning that they were doing like the math and the engineering and like going to the building and doing like site visits and all this stuff was about three months leading up to the actual event but mm-hmm. like you mentioned he when he was 18 years old he was sitting in the dentist's office and he was reading about the twin towers and how tall they were and that they were 200 feet apart and he well they some, hadn't even been built yet no no yeah this is like the plans the plans of it he saw a mock-up for the for the for the twin towers and yeah. that was like where he was like i'm going to yeah do a tightrope walk between the towers yeah they, the, didn't they even weren't exist. even they didn't even exist and yeah. he just so he for a literal like I, I think like a literal decade had been planning to yeah. do this off like a fucking blueprint yeah in a magazine at his dentist's office. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it just got into his brain. And that's where I'm like, oh, he's like some sort of genius. Yeah, or just somebody who can't let anything yeah. go. Or he's really fixated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, but like like you're saying, it took three months for him he, he, to get a crew of people together. Yeah. Um, to like tap into his resources of like, you know, I mean, not only was he just like, needing to get uh actual raw materials like the wires and mm. you know whatever he needed to get into the building he needed to get all those pieces in somehow yeah um he needed to like have the like the math the measurements of exactly what you know he needed yeah. like the distance between the two towers he needed to see like how like the hook it up the wire up like where they'd like nail it in or whatever yeah because at this point in time in 1974 the towers were not a hundred percent complete yeah they're the tops of the towers still were unfinished um Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the upper floors were empty like you Mm -hmm. know still under construction and there were like beams that were still exposed and not you know didn't have any like glass or anything around them so like the top of the building was just kind of open and exposed and this is what they were trying to get uh all of their materials up to to like rig up the the wire which also Um, means that there were crews working up there constantly yeah like construction crews and so they did like the planning was like a literal heist yeah um he had a guy he knew he had to connect for a helicopter to get up there to like take pictures um and you know just get the lay of the land from the like an aerial view like that's pretty intense Mm -hmm. um they needed to see how far the the how much the buildings were um swaying on windy days uh because that's how they were engineered yeah um like the movement all buildings move Mm -hmm. it's like a earthquake 
mm-hmm. um, fail safe. And also, yeah, when it's windy, so, like they need to be engineered so that they are a little fluid. And so like he need to, he needed to measure that sort of movement to know how the rope would move, mm-hmm. like how much it would move and how they needed to like balance it. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So this there's so much so much planning and detail that goes into this. Like yeah. we're not even going to get into all of it. No. Definitely watch uh, Man on Wire because mm-hmm. that is they really go into in depth about like all of the planning and preparation that they do. And their man on the inside was like some Commodore looking dude from the 1800s. I don't know. <laughs> but he he had like the thickest yeah. New York accent I've ever heard. Slash, he, he looks like a Brooklyn um, bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Kind of like giving the um, Daniel Day-Lewis uh, <laughs> yeah. from Gangs of New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was – maybe it's based on him. Maybe, yeah. Um, anyway. Lie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he – like, they are – doing a ton of work like he even got injured at one point doing these trips like up to see you know take all these measurements and see where they're going to hide stuff and like this is very heisty but they're like looking at security patterns and like blind spots and just like learning everything they can about this building but because it was still under construction it, it was a construction site he like fucking stepped on a piece of wood with a fucking nail in it oh my god and his feet are very important his they need to be very- able to Oh, my God. I mean, you only on got this wire. two of them on this wire, and now one of them's injured, and now you got to learn. Uh, it was scary. And I think at the end of, you know, at the end of all this, it, it was even like, I don't know if they felt prepared. Like, it, it seemed like they weren't agreeing on everything. No. One of, their, one of the guys, like, boned out after they kind of had a scare with security. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're up in this this – construction space and there's security guards like checking all mm-hmm. the spaces all the time and one of the guys on their crew was like you know what I'm I'm not I'm done I don't yeah. want to I don't want to go to jail I'm sorry this was fun in the beginning yeah. like cosplaying like a heist situation but yeah. I'm done and then he's like my my run down the stairs was the most freeing moment of my life like it's like <laughs> yeah man yeah uh, oh so anyway God. yeah they're they're like they're they're they they have to not only get through, like, the lower part of the building, like, yeah. undetected, you know, like, blend in with the, like, white-collar office workers. Yeah. They also have to, like, get into, like, the construction worker, like, vibe of, like, bringing up all this shit into the mm-hmm. fucking, you know, I don't know, freight elevators and shit. It's, I, it's wild, all the yeah. stuff that they really – it's, like, one of those things where it's, like – you just start going with it and yeah. it gets more and more complex. And you're like, I guess let's just keep going, you know, and, and trying to find workarounds. And so it just seemed like a really intense thing that they were doing. And I do think for something like this, like you need the guy, you need petite to like be driving this thing and be, yeah. and be so sure about fixated yeah so and and so involved and meticulous and troubleshooting things and solving puzzles and you know pivoting when they need to like he he's like the he's like a head of a startup or something like yeah he's like a (laughs) conductors or a composer I don't know like Mm -hmm. he just is like so tunnel vision that he's just making everything happen and it's pretty cool and then like the the night before they 
get they they have the crew like they split up into two teams of two people each i think and they go up to the tops of these buildings and mm-hmm. in the cover of darkness because they have to set up they have to set up yeah for the next day for his wire walking and that's insane like everything about that's insane and he's there and I'm yeah. like, why isn't he getting a good night's rest? No, he's micromanaging he's down micromanaging. to the last fucking last fucking detail. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think he could get a good night's rest if he didn't he because he's the one that ha- has to do this walk. He has yeah, to yeah. check all these things and make it in his mind, you know, see f- physically see how everything's prepared to make sure it's done Confident. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he trusts his, he has, uh, his buddies from France are out. Mm -hmm. Like he has like this crew of people that he trusts. Uh, his girlfriend is like in on the action and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's a very elaborate, it's been, you know, they've been doing it for three months. Tensions are getting higher. Mm -hmm. Emotions are heightened. Um, and they're just pushing through all this stuff to, to do it. And so, The way that they do it, though, I have to go into is Mm -hmm. so crazy. The way, like you said, they went up two teams into each tower. It's so weird talking about the World Trade Center in this way, like in this like kind of like how they did all this recon and stuff and learned everything they could about the towers. It's just so weird. Um, I know it is weird talking about them like without talking about like 9-11. Yeah, it's so strange. Mm -hmm. But this was Um, like 20, almost 20 years before before or no almost 30 years before yeah it was when the buildings were brand new so anyway well the way that they did this uh the teams of two one went up with a fucking bow bow and arrow and shot a fishing line across um and so you then they attached a rope to that and then they 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 kept bringing across like things tied to the rope like more wires and whatever to like get everything guy wires everything to get anchored and then like this super heavy uh 450 pound steel cable which he was going to walk on um yeah so the when they shot when they got the 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 steel cable across though it sank too fast Mm. and they and it they couldn't get it taut enough so they had to pull it up manually like just like hand over hand with God, I I think they must've had some sort of like pulley situation, but it was just like all very, you know, flying by the seat of their pants, um, kind of thing. And so they had two points, which to anchor the guy line guidelines to. And, uh, there was a few other points on the building uh, that they had to stabilize the cable to keep the swaying, uh, yeah. to a minimum while he was on it um and the guy lights are like perpendicular cables that like help to anchor the main one exactly yeah which is like again fascinating i thought he's just they were doing up there with a rope and he's like dur, 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 dur. <laughs> no they were doing like full-on construction on yeah. top of a construction site so yeah. it's it's fucking wild it reminds me of that scene in ghostbusters where they're just like uh, jackhammering into the middle of the of the street to get to the oh, it's Ghostbusters too, uh, to get to the the river of slime that's underneath the city, um, and like the the police officer pulls up to them and is like, "You have a permit?" And he's like, "Yeah, we got a permit." And they're and they just like, keep okay. bullshitting, yeah, oh, yeah. And then they finally get caught. But you know, it's just like that that thing of where. They just are going and going and going. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so on the morning of August 7th, 1974, shortly after 7 a.m., Petit stepped out onto the wire and started to perform. And mind you, it was a little windy and it was foggy. Moist, yeah. (laughs) God. And he was 1,350 feet above the ground. You guys know how tall the Twin Towers were. Yeah. He was at the very tippy top of them. Yeah. Doing this shit. Um, On the fucking Fuck. Earth. Yeah. 1,350 feet. That's <sighs> 410 meters above the ground. He performed for 45 minutes, making eight passes along the wire, which I did not realize that's how he was doing it. Oh he just God. kept going back and forth. Um, and he walked, danced, laid down on the wire, mm-hmm. and knelt to salute watchers down below because within the 45 minutes crowd started gathering and people were like shouting and cheering and whistling and i I, it's fucking hell it's just thinking of him doing that and seeing the images it's truly fucking insane um no harness just no nothing just a leotard a balance bar and vibes that's all he had good vibes that's all yeah um so yeah he fucking did it he did it and, like, I love this detail of the salute because it's not, like, what we would think. Like, a military salute is where my mind goes. And there's a picture of this, and it's so good. It's where he knelt, and it's, like, kind of like a half bow. Like, it's kind of like the arm. He put his arm out like a bow, which is so, like, French clown. It's it, beautiful. It's, it's a so beautiful, beautiful fucking image. It's yeah. just. It's it, stunning. It is art. It is artistry. Art. Truly. Yeah. yeah. It is. And half of this he's doing. Because it took minutes of people gathering at the bottom for the police to be notified and for those wheels to be set in motion. Yeah, security was on it. Like, the elevator starts coming up and they're like, oh, fuck, we got to do this. And, like, he gets out there. And when the police show up, most of the time he's walking back and forth of the 45 minutes, he's taunting the police. Yeah, he's just smiling and like yeah. kind of like half laughing at them and and New York City cops in the 70s are not about that life. No. Like I feel like they're not like that now, but like yeah, it's like the quintessential New York City cop is the 1970s <laughs> New York City cop and the guy that was being interviewed in the documentary is just like this fucking <laughs> asshole. He's just up here. We're just Telling him to get the fuck down. Like, he but wasn't like, saying that. But I knew I'd never see this again. Yeah. He's like, but he, in but awe. It was fu- yeah, he was yeah. like, but he was doing his thing, so. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, and meanwhile, he's like, oh, fuck you. Hey. <laughs> fuck you. Let me walk over here. And now I'm walking over here. Um, yeah, he just, and the one of the, I mean, the police were like, we're going to get a helicopter and we're going to pull you off that wire. If yeah, you get, get the, the fuck, fuck down, down from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've and, given you 45 fucking minutes. Yeah, you're done. You're get the funny. fuck off that fucking wire. Yeah. We're going to pluck you off with the fucking helicopter. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, man. And he was like, okay. At, he's like, finally like, okay, I don't want to fuck with that. And also it was starting to rain. He could yeah. feel that the like. Um, temperature and the the humidity in the air was changing so it's good because it would have gotten slippery and that's scary and the whole time I'm thinking this like I know he didn't die but like 
how dumb would it be if you're like starting to taunt the police and then you just fall off and die? I like ugh. you could have like, made it, you could have survived, but you were so proud. Mm-hmm. Ugh, just I infuriating. Know. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, yeah. So he was up there for forty-five minutes, eight passes mm-hmm. back and forth, um, yeah. and then yeah, like you said, started to rain. So mm-hmm. he was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm done." And again, immediately arrested by the mm-hmm. NYPD. Yeah like almost violently like yeah they, they almost really threw him down him. the stairs yeah yeah he wasn't uh he didn't have fun with that but no he knew that he was gonna get in trouble yeah and um yeah they took him in for a psychiatric evaluation he spent a few hours in like a, a psychiatric hospital um they ended up charging him with disorderly conduct and criminal trespassing which those charges were later dropped because the uh, Manhattan District Attorney was like, hey, um, this was kind of cool. I, like, you can't, I don't want to say that out loud. And yeah. It's not going to be on paper. But yeah. I will drop it. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. 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 It was kind of sweet. And like, I'm kind of proud of you. And this is very cool. What glad you didn't you, die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glad you didn't die. Um, what if you came to Central Park and did like some sort of show and like I let you off the hook and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally had all his all of his charges dropped. Yeah, to perform in uh in Central Park for some kids. Yeah, and the DA was like, Win-win. "Okay, yeah, free publicity." It is starting to make me wonder, like, how did he make money? Like, like he never really had normal jobs. Was it just like he's an artist and like he has like patrons like? But then I was yeah. like, did he sell merch at this event in Central Park? Like, where it's like, man on wire. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. His little his little body saluting. the. This is the thing. He wasn't David Blaining this. He was <laughs> not capitalizing on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just, he was just doing it for himself. And I don't know. But I do think that people were financially contributing to him to, like, yeah. make sure he could get, like, the raw materials for what he needed and whatever but, you know, disguises like for breaking, yeah, and eat and whatnot. And so, like, he did know. have he did have a, a financial backer. Um, as a matter of fact, Francis Braun, a German juggler, uh, mm. provided a lot of financial support for uh, specifically for this project and its planning. Not a joke that it was a German juggler, though. That was that's fucking real. Um, yeah, the juggle community is tight. Like they're like you're we're family. <laughs> This is where jugglers started. No, this is I'm, gathering I'm, of the jugglers. It's a little different. Yeah, a little different. Same, a little classier. Yeah, li- little. <laughs> yeah, little. Uh, it's just a little more European. Yeah. And no one throws shit at Tila Tequila at their events, but you know, I mean, to each his own. If they do, it's like full bottles of wine. So watch out. <laughs> oh, I meant literal shit. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh... They don't do that there. Uh, yeah, so this guy pretty much got away with everything scot free. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they also like the um, the port authority uh-huh. gave him a lifetime pass to be able to access the World Trade Center observation deck whenever he wanted. They're like, hey, we know you did this like super illegal thing, but like here's a free pass to go up there whenever you want. Don't do it again, but you can go up there. <laughs> I th- uh, like this. All, oh, and he, this makes you all look bad. Uh, no one realizes that. I know, and he also like autographed uh, a beam of the yeah. at the top of the World Trade Center. 
just like um i don't know yeah it's, it's it turned into like this celebrity thing yeah um they they actually did ca- kind of capitalize on this in a good yeah. way uh it was smart the it was some dope pr for the for the twin towers because um you know they just been built and people didn't exactly love them. Um, they mm-hmm. weren't endeared to the city yet as we know them now, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people were like, "They're they're ugly." They're they're the, one uh, critic was this historian Lewis Mumford, and he regarded them as quote ugly and utilitarian in design. Mm-hmm. And it, there was too large a development for the area, um, so they were not not exactly beloved. Uh, pieces of architecture yet but after he after Petit did this it was like kind of landed it on the map and was like look how beautiful these images are and look at how iconic these two towers are now um yeah look at what it look like look at what a feat of engineering even just these buildings are they're so tall yeah they it was like a full-blown publicity stunt that they couldn't have even planned yeah. In their wildest dreams. Um, I mean, they at, at the time, they were even having trouble renting out office space. So mm-hmm. after this, though, they were, they were good to go and yeah. became beloved on a level that we know now. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, you know, on a personal level, the aftermath of this, not just like him getting arrested and nothing really happening and mm-hmm. him just kind of be, becoming a performer for the city, basically. Um but on a personal level, Petit lost his friends and girlfriend after the stunt was over. Uh, yeah. Two of his French, his main French dude buddies who helped mm-hmm. him with this kind of like heist situation, the whole event planning around this. Yeah. Uh, they were on the roof of the, the towers with him and were arrested. They were barred from ever entering the United States again. They got fucking exiled from our country after oh. this. <laughs> And he like, didn't. That's why. And he didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually currently lives in New York City. Um, and oh yeah, because he's like an artist in residence at, at yeah. a church there. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, and as for his girlfriend, who supported him like through all their his eccentric ups and downs and whatever. He um so when he got arrested and released, he comes out of the jailhouse to a throng of, you know, press and people just like crowding around. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes up to him and is just like, I just wanted to like be the first one to like hug you and kiss you and congratulate you. Um and like I saw you do that high wire shit, you wanna fuck? <laughs> and he was like, Yep. <laughs> and he just like went and had sex with this l- rando lady mm-hmm. did not tell his friends where or his girlfriend where he was like mm-hmm. he literally like got out of jail went and had sex with a random woman um mm-hmm. and he admits in the documentary that he that his friends and his girlfriend were like waiting up for him and wondering where the fuck he was after he got released <sighs> from jail and he just straight up lied to them and said he was doing interviews and when he was really doing sex (laughs) and so i was so fucking pissed i was pissed from the moment that this fucking documentary begins and they're interviewing the girlfriend and she is basically setting up this whole documentary with like he was so driven at this i knew that in order to be his partner i had to just support him 
I know. She's like, I. He never asked me once what my like, yeah, dreams were, and I knew that I never. He never would, and I knew that the path of our lives were gonna just be me following him. I hate it. And I, I was like, bitch. <laughs> but also, I understand. I mm-hmm. mean, this man is a narcissist. Also, though, like when you're that driven and there's something that you want to accomplish and you're that laser focused, like you don't, you truly don't care. No. Yeah. Everything everyone's working on all the time is to fulfill your dream. Like, how do you not get Listen, swept away in that? Like, I, I, and he was surrounding himself with the people who were supporting that and enabling yeah. it. So, yeah. you know, that's exactly. what it was. And Whether they wanted to be a part of it or because they believed in him or all of the above or loved him or whatever. It's like yeah. they're, they're still doing everything they're doing is for this man. Yeah. I just thought it was fucking wild that, wild. <laughs> that like, that he just got out and boned some lady or that, yeah. that he's just like, <laughs> Wanna I fuck? just saw yeah. you on top of the building. What a fuck. <laughs> Here's these titties. Yeah. Uh, I live around the corner. <laughs> I'm I it truly men just yeah. baffle. Yeah. Um it was the seventies, what are you gonna do? Um listen He was probably so that, fucking high. Like like he was probably not on drugs. Oh, oh, oh. He was oh, probably no, the like, adrenaline that he had after that experience. Even just doing this podcast, sometimes it takes me a while to calm down. Uh, and we're yeah. not doing this for anyone. And we're not on top of, uh, you know, 1,300 feet in the air. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, I this shit. Okay. So he he's he's good. He did. He went on yeah. with his life. He, did he survived. Yeah. He's still alive. Um, I think he did Niagara Falls in the 80s, hmm. which is cool. Um, anyway, I... This man, this whole thing, this is this is my final thoughts and feelings on this. This shit makes me physically ill. Like <laughs> watching, I, I'm serious. Yeah, watching no, footage and looking at the pictures of, of him doing this make me shaky and nauseous. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's something about somebody doing this kind of a stunt that is like truly simultaneously horrifying and incredible like i i Mm -hmm. I agree it's it's impressive and breathtaking yeah um like just the images of him doing this are are they're so gorgeous and yeah stark and just incredible i don't know but Yeah. yeah um it it there's something about this kind of a stunt that really bothers me um and before I watched this, this the movie, the documentary Man on Wire, um, which you guys should totally watch. It's yeah. from 2008. Mm-hmm. It won it's a like bunch award of awards. Winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's something about this kind of a stunt that really bothers me because, um, and this is purely my opinion, but when people, like, so, you know, hate, hate it, take it or leave it, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, but when people, it's yours. You can have it. When people do like daredevil shit like this in public and there's a high probability of death um, and it's not planned and it's not, um, you know, something that people can opt out of, mm-hmm. it's forcing people to witness something that could be potentially traumatizing. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you could potentially watch somebody fall to their death mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that fucking sucks, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, 
It's and- exhilarating and it's great if it goes well, but also what if it doesn't, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're potentially endangering people, too, who, like, now have to, because this is illegal and you're not supposed to be up there, who now have to come out onto the roof. You know. That's true. That's true. What if someone gets, like, one of of the rescue people gets, like, vertigo and falls off the building? What if, like, I don't know. There's just, I, I, yeah, you're really, you're really putting a lot of people in a bad situation on so many levels that haven't opted in like you're saying like none of this is consensual for people like, who are caught up in it you're just walking down the street in new york and yeah. you look up and there's a guy like you know yeah um and also like nowadays like what people do people do like uh daredevil shit like evil can evil you know all his shit was like televised and like heavily yeah. fucking sponsored and it was just yeah. like it it was a crazy thing and he'd fucking crash and almost kill himself but you had the option of like tuning into it or not and there's Um, contingency plans like the network is like if for any reason this thing happens like they're gonna cut away yeah exactly like a formula one race or whatever like if someone crashes they're not zooming in to see like oh is the car gonna explode and this person died no they everyone's like you know yeah i know yeah it's like there there's something about this though that's like yeah. particularly subversive that like makes me very itchy mm-hmm. um yeah also like this man did this for his own boner and dragged his girlfriend <laughs> and friends into it yeah and they would have been accomplices in his death if something yes. had gone wrong and thousands of people would have had to witness it so like you know i don't know like that that is another level that sucks because you have you're dragging all these other people into your your fantasy of completing this like very intense thing it's not in because like people will be like well it's like an individual thing it's like it's not an individual thing when you have to have all these other people helping you Mm -hmm. and you're involving people on that level i don't know i know um i agree be also like the the and even if they if they're consenting and and agree to it, like it still sucks. I don't know. Well, and this is the thing. This is a thing where it's like I think he's a very charismatic person. He's like a cult leader in that sort of way where mm, mm-hmm. it's like he was able to talk himself in and out of things and he was able to assemble this team and again, everyone is doing all of his bidding. This is mm-hmm. 100%. They're getting nothing out of it except for being able to say that they were there. That's it. And like yeah. it's an experience and maybe they want that. But I feel like they didn't maybe they were all young and stupid and they like didn't understand that like, their frontal lo- full frontal lobe was not fully yeah. developed yet for sure. No, it was uh, out to lunch. And <laughs> but, you know, and when they're talking about this, like they did all get fucked over and mm. none of them are friends anymore. And like this ruined everything because he was so hyper focused and they just thought they were going to be part of something special but it's like but this doesn't even involve like he's doing this not for any of you and you're not going to share this yeah i mean they think they did they did share in the experience but and mm-hmm. on a level that like an average you know what passerby or anyone witness would yeah you know on another level but still and you know maybe that's enough for them but maybe. i don't know they seem on sad. Yeah, that one guy was like crying a lot. Man. A few of them are crying. Yeah, I know. Um, 
I don't know. On one hand, it is very cool that humans can and will do things that are truly unbelievable yeah. and ultimately cool uh, like this. But also yeah. it's scary and fucked up if things go wrong. Uh, and I guess that's what makes a stunt like this so incredible. Uh, it's that's the the dichotomy of something like this, I suppose. I wanted to I hate know. it so bad. I wanted to hate like. <laughs> oh, I know. Before I watched it, I was like in the shower thinking about like like having watch. those those thoughts. Like, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> me too. Like, it's gonna make me so much so fucking mad because oh. like this guy just. Is out there swinging his dick on a yeah, wire, you know? Doing whatever the fuck he wants. Just like, yeah. oh, I don't care that this isn't like, it's like, go climb a rock that's like public, you know, go do something that like is a little more palatable. But people than, do like, that shit and take selfies and fall off and die. True, but like. That's like the kind of like same anxiety that I get, you know? I oh, know. I, well, I get scared of that too because mm-hmm. that's just, but that's also dumb. But I mean, like, this, you're not in nature away from a bunch of people. You're like, yeah, in the middle of a city in, in the morning when everyone's getting up and going to work and like, yeah, forcing people to participate. Which, and the news crews are out or hit, have hit the streets and are like zooming in on you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. But yeah, but it was beautiful to watch. And the storytelling of this documentary is very good. And there's so many fun little details and like, he really was like they really did plan the shit out of it and like i mean that's like the whole the main story is like how how intense it was to do yeah Yeah. and the payoff was luckily great um but listen not for me no i never want to see that live no thank you no and uh sir please just like i don't know teach slack lining in the park yeah to kids to kids yeah <laughs> i don't know i know in helmets in like helmets. children wear helmets yeah god damn <laughs> and it and a net a net mm-hmm. we'd love a net oh my god i love Doesn't all have... the annettes benning funicello <laughs> <laughs> is there other ones <laughs> i don't think so not that i'm not well, off the top them. of my head yeah. yeah those are the good ones yeah <laughs> I don't know any others. No. Annette Porte. Uh, Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Annette Porte. Just Annette Porte. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's <laughs> okay. all I got on this guy. <laughs> Same. Yeah. What a what a tale. What a time. Uh, the 70s were wild. This was yet another part of it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> fucking guy- dude just walking in between the Twin Towers. <laughs> oh Come on. And this guy, I think it was true what I said up top. I think he is an artist, but also an asshole. And Ugh. like you said, you're usually both. And I said, you're right. <laughs> and nary shall the two be parted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always with, with one, goes. there's always the other. Yep. All you right. Can't. Well, follow us on social meds. Yeah. Mm. DTFU podcast. At DTFU Podcast everywhere. Go to our website, DTFUPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot us a note. Say what's yeah. up. Say what's uh, up. Send us a topic. Yeah, we'd love that. Um, we love topics. We love them. Um, check out our Patreon. We have oh, yeah. a Patreon. We're artists. You can support us mm. on our Patreon. Yeah. Are you a German juggler? Would you <laughs> like to support us? Yeah. <laughs> Or a German podcaster, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, juggle we, to juggle, podcast to podcast. But mm. also, maybe you are a juggler and you just want to like 
support us because you love us. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just patreon.com slash DTFU podcast. So much fun stuff. Yep. Check it out. Mm-hmm. We've got lots, lots more content if this oh, yeah. regular episodes aren't enough for you. We got lots more on the, on the old Patreon. Plenty of content for you to juggle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's all I got. Amazing. Listen here. Be excellent to yourselves. And each other. Bye-bye. Bye.